Hello, welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today, since it's Easter season, we're resharing one of our earliest episodes, originally released almost two and a half years ago. Peter and Penny Rabbit is an adaptation of a classic story written by Daniel Hines and performed by Kelsey Lee, with help from our friend Jake Letizia. Our entire back catalog is available ad-free when you donate as little as $1 per month at patreon.com stories. We'll have a brand new episode up for you next week. Thanks for listening. Stories podcast is brought to you by Chase. All my real estate friends say the same thing. The last few years have been a seller's market. So how does someone like me looking to buy their first home stand out and get taken seriously? Chase's closing guarantee is one way to give you the edge you need. As a Chase customer, you're guaranteed to close quickly or you get $1,000. So you can show homeowners you're serious about buying without the personal letter or gift basket or skywriting it over their house. Get in your first home even faster with Chase. Learn more at chase.com stories. Chase, make more of what's yours. All home lending products are subject to credit and property approval. Rates, program terms, and conditions are subject to change without notice. Not all products are available in all states or for all amounts. Other restrictions and limitations apply. Home lending products offered by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., an equal housing lender. Summer is finally here. It's time for beach days and barbecues, family vacations, and quality time with the ones you love. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend a whole day getting my hair colored at the salon when I could be outside playing frisbee with my dog, but I also don't want to take a chance on a box kit from the drugstore. Now there's another option, Madison Reed. It took a strong woman to shake up the hair coloring world, and Amy Errett did just that with Madison Reed, the company she named after her daughter. Madison Reed offers gorgeous, professional hair color delivered to your door for less than $25. What makes their color unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm to create over 45 gorgeous multi-tonal shades. Clients agree. With Madison Reed, you get gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking, fresh-from-the-salon hair. But you can do it yourself at home. Get an expert color consultation or take the color quiz at madison-reed.com. And right now, Stories Podcast listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code STORIES. That's code STORIES for 10% off your first color kit plus free shipping. Once upon a time, there were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Penny, and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears, said old Mrs. Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs. McGregor. Now run along and don't get into any mischief. I'm going out to run some errands. Then old Mrs. Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella and went through the wood to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five carrot cakes for dessert. Flopsy and Mopsy, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter and Penny, who were very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden. We aren't supposed to be here, said Peter. Don't be a chicken, said Penny, and she squeezed under the gate. I'm not a chicken, I'm a rabbit, said Peter, 
and he followed his sister into the garden. The garden was full of riches like Peter and Penny had never seen. Thick orange carrots were piled high, and delicious red radishes spilled from baskets onto the ground. The two rabbits started to eat, and eat, and eat. Finally, they had eaten so much that their little bunny bellies were swollen and full. Feeling rather sick, they went in search of something a little sweeter for dessert. I'm the most full, said Penny. No way, I ate way more than you did, said Peter. I must have eaten a thousand carrots. Yeah, well, I had a million radishes. They continued to argue as they hopped through the garden, which is why they didn't hear Mr. McGregor until they walked right into the farmer's muddy boots. Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up when he saw Peter and Penny. He could see the fat stomachs on the little rabbits, and he knew immediately that they had been eating his vegetables. Stop, thieves! he yelled and picked up his rake. It had a long wooden handle and shiny metal tines. I'll get you, little rabbits! Peter and Penny were as scared as they had ever been. They ran this way and that, darting around scarecrows and dodging potatoes, but they couldn't find the way back to the gate. Their full tummies made them heavy and tired, and so very, very slow. They leapt through a bush, and Peter found his fur snagged on some thorns. He struggled and struggled, but he couldn't work himself free. Penny! He cried. Help! I'm stuck! I'm stuck! Penny turned and saw her brother Peter snagged in the thorns. Hold on, Peter! I'm coming for you! Mr. McGregor was nearly there, swinging his rake at the bushes and yelling wildly. You little thieves! You won't get away this time! Penny grabbed Peter by the scruff and started tugging him. Penny, that hurts! cried Peter as the thorns pulled his fur. Just hold on, Penny yelled and gave a last mighty tug. Peter popped free just as Mr. McGregor slammed down the rake into the bush. Peter left behind big tufts of fur, but he was free and he and Penny ran again just ahead of the farmer's rake. The old gardening shed loomed suddenly before them and they saw their chance. There was a hole in the side of the shed's old wooden wall. It was far too slim for a farmer but just the right size for a rabbit. They both jumped for the hole and shot into the shed, just ahead of the clashing rake. Inside of the shed, it was dark and quiet, but they knew they didn't have long before the farmer went around to the door and came in after them. They jumped into a watering can and huddled down. It was dark and cozy. It would have been the perfect place to hide if it wasn't so very cold and wet. The door to the shed slammed open. Mr. McGregor stood in the doorway. He had dropped his rake, and instead held a stout piece of firewood. Here, little rabbits, he said, using the firewood to flip over a dusty old flower pot. No one wants to bake you into a pie, he said. I just want to talk. He thumped the firewood into an old sack of seeds and jabbed it into the compost pile. Oh no, whispered Penny. What is it? whispered Peter right back. I have to sne, 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 achoo! Penny, no, yelled Peter. But it was too late. Penny sneezed so hard, she tipped the watering can over and both rabbits spilled to the ground with a great wet splash. Now you're mine, yelled Mr. McGregor. He tried to hold the rabbits down with his feet and thump them with the firewood cudgel, but the two lucky little rabbits managed to dodge away just in time. They squeezed back out through the hole in the wall and shot off into some nearby bushes. Mr. McGregor came out and yelled wildly. But seeing no sign of the naughty little rabbits, 
he picked up his rake, and he went back to work. That was close, said Peter. He looked quite a fright, his hair soaking wet and frazzled from the watering can and missing in patches from his encounter with the thorn bush. Too close, agreed Penny, still sniffling and sneezing. Maybe we should have listened to Mother after all. You're going to end up into a pie. I am not a pie. I'm a rabbit, wailed Peter suddenly. I don't want to be a pie. I hate pies, and I'd, I'd make an awful one. Be quiet, Peter, said Penny. No one is going to be a pie. We just need to think of a plan. Truth be told, Penny didn't much care for pie either. But if Peter was going to be afraid, then she had to be the brave one. All right, I've got it, she said. All we have to do is go to the edge of the garden and follow the wall. Sooner or later, it has to come to the gate. This made sense to Peter and cheered him up considerably. The two wet and scraggly little rabbits snuck low through a patch of green onions and some thick cabbage leaves and eventually made their way to the wall that circled the McGregor's farm. See, said Penny, now we just follow this straight until we hit the gate. But which way do we start? asked Peter. The two little rabbits stretched and looked left, and then they stretched and looked right. Both ways looked exactly the same. In the end, they decided to trust their luck. All rabbits have lucky right feet so they went right along the grassy wall. Eventually, they came upon a great gray and black cat lounging in the sun by the wall. She was licking one of her paws, and the two frightened little rabbits could see that she had five razor-sharp claws, one at the end of each toe. Oh, look what we have here, she purred. It's supper, and just in time. Please, we're trying to get home, Mrs. Cat, said Penny. Mrs. Cat was my mother's name, the cat said, arching its back and standing tall. They call me Persephone. Mrs. McGregor says I'm good luck on account of my extra claw. To emphasize this point, the cat flexed her gleaming claws again. Well, Persephone, said Penny, we'll just be going now. I rather think you aren't, Persephone purred. After all, I can't let supper get away. We're not supper. We're rabbits, yelled Peter. Penny tried to get him to quiet down, but he was too upset to listen. I am not a chicken, and I am not a pie, he yelled. And I am not your supper, he roared, and with a mighty leap, jumped clear over the cat. Persephone jumped after the little rabbit, but Peter was too high and too fast. Penny, seeing her chance, darted under the cat and caught up to her brother, the cat hot on their heels. They ran past the spicy-smelling green onions and they ran past the broad cabbage leaves. They ran past the great red radishes, and they ran past the orange crunchy carrots. They ran, and they ran, and just when they thought they couldn't run another step, they saw the gate. Oh no, yelled Penny. Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees in front of the gate. He was sealing the rabbit's entrance hole with big rocks and gravel. Penny felt big tears come to her eyes. The cat hot on their tails, the farmer in front of them. They were trapped. Peter, she yelled, what do we do? But all Peter said was, I am not a pie. And he took Penny's paw in his and gave a mighty leap. The two little rabbits landed on Mr. McGregor's back, and before the old farmer could react, they gave a second, even mightier leap and hopped clear over the gate. Mr. McGregor stood up just in time to collide with Persephone. The farmer and the cat both went down in a yelling, scratching pile. Peter and Penny just kept running, 
and running and running, and they never stopped running or looked behind them until they came at last to their home at the big fir tree. They were so tired and wet and scared that they flopped down upon the nice soft sand on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut their eyes. Their mother was busy cooking. She wondered what they had done to get so wet and so dirty, but she remembered her own time adventuring as a young bunny and decided that Peter and Penny looked like they had already been punished enough. Mother and Flopsy and Mopsy all ate dinner together, but Peter and Penny were still too full from the farm to eat with their family. Even worse, they were coming down with colds from getting so wet in the watering can, their mother put them to bed early. Peter and Penny got a bitter-tasting medicine to help them get better. Flopsy and Mopsy got to eat all of the cake they wanted. The end. Thanks for listening. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, please head to our iTunes page and leave us a review. If you would like to receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com slash stories to make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and tell us who we should thank. Thanks for listening.